as you read the passion story of Jesus, there are a number of strong and prominent people who have significant encounters with him. Think of Judas, who betrayed him. That's one encounter. Peter, who denies him. Caiaphas, who wants to kill him. Pilate, who doesn't really want to have to deal with him, but has to anyway. The centurion, who changed his mind after crucifying him. Joseph of Arimathea, who buries Jesus. Mary Magdalene, the first to see the risen Lord. Each of these encounters are given attention by the Gospel writers as they tell the narrative of Jesus' passion. And we will hear each of these encounters over the Sundays of Lent, moving to Resurrection Day. But before any of those encounters, there is this encounter with a woman who comes and pours very expensive perfume all over Jesus while he's at the table at the home of a man named Simon the leper. And Jesus says, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. That's really quite a statement. Yet we don't know her name. Rarely do we hear about her. I'll bet if I asked you to name the ten most prominent people in the New Testament, you wouldn't have her on your list. She wouldn't be on mine. None of the New Testament writers, after the Gospel writers, Paul, Peter, James, none of them write about him. It seems like this woman has just been forgotten and lost in the story of the Christian faith. What was Jesus thinking when he said this? The disciples are just beside themselves when they see how costly and extravagant this expensive oil that this woman has just poured out on Jesus is. Uh, from Mark's Gospel, we find out that it was worth one year's wages. Now, take all your paychecks for a year, spend it on one thing, and then it, you use it and it is gone in a moment. Better be good, huh? <laughs> but Jesus says, she's done a beautiful thing. She's done a good work. Now, there are two words for good in the New Testament. One has to do with moral good. Is it right? Is it wrong? And the other word describes the quality of an act, its attractiveness, its excellence. Uh, we might use the word today even its health. And it's the second word. That's the word that Jesus uses to describe what this woman does to him. A beautiful What made her actions beautiful and excellent? She anoints him to prepare him for his burial. Now you know the only reason to talk about a burial is when there is a death. Jesus has told his disciples on other occasions he's going to die. And it never sits well with the disciples. The disciples resist that thought. Uh, they misunderstand it. They get upset whenever Jesus brings this up. Let's have no talk about dying, Lord. Let's focus on 
love and goodness and political victory over the Romans. This woman is the first one to embrace the cross. The disciples have not been able to swallow this. They're not going to do any better in the hours to come. But this woman seems to understand something of the significance of Jesus' death. Jesus is going to be the Messiah through the cross. By the way, Messiah means anointed one. And the gospel is mysteriously revealed in Jesus' death. Mysteriously revealed because no one would figure that real victory would happen this way. Messiahs don't get tried and crucified. Messiahs call the shots. They don't have the shots called on them. Something has to die. Or more accurately, someone has to die for God's plan and purpose and will to be fulfilled. Burial involves death. Death it brings grief, it brings tears, it brings sadness, it brings heartache, separation. That's why you don't particularly like burials. They're not happy occasions. But prepare Jesus for his burial is what this woman did. She gets something that a lot of others don't. She gets something that a lot of others don't get. She understands what Jesus has, is about and she understands what has to happen. You know, Lent begins another spiritual trek that followers of Jesus have been doing for centuries. It's a season to pay attention to the cross, to pay attention to the sacrifice of our Lord. It's time for Christians often to do special acts of devotion, to come closer to God, to prepare ourselves for the celebration of the victory over death, Lent is a way to really claim and get into Jesus so that when Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Resurrection Day come, we are, we're ready, we're more appreciative of what those days symbolize. I came across a thoughtful article by a Christian leader in Camden, New Jersey. His name is Mike Jordan Lasky. And he says that he can't remember a year when this country has needed Lent more. I mean, consider a few of the themes of this season. We're called to repent, to admit that we might not be right all the time, that we have made big mistakes, and that we are in desperate need of God's forgiveness. There's the theme of death, which is real. It comes to all of us, although that's not, of course, the end of the story. During Lent, people spend more time in prayer often. This is a time that is not visibly productive, and it contributes nothing to the market economy. And he writes, you know, speaking of not contributing to a market economy, don't wisely invest all the money you have. Don't put it in a savings account. Don't buy the stuff you want. Give it to those in need and give until it hurts. And I think of the woman, what she gave to Jesus. Fast from something, even something good that you love. Delay gratification. The number one threat to those in political power is to love everyone without ceasing, even your enemies. And he asks how we might all change if Christians double down on Lent this year. 
not just as individuals focusing on our own spiritual growth in preparation for Easter, but as whole communities of faith inspired by the radical, self-giving love poured out on the cross. Lent is about putting something to death so that we can know life. It's putting to death things in us that hinder our full devotion to the Lord so that we can live in the new life Christ calls us to. We are all preparing for a burial. Something has to die and be buried for God to bring life. What extravagant, good work and beautiful thing can you do for Jesus between now and Resurrection Sunday? What needs to die and be buried in you? The story comes at the very beginning of what we call the account of Jesus' passion. It is a portal leading into the passion. It is a doorway into the essential event, events of the gospel that bring the redemption and reconciliation of God to us. In some ways, this story is like a call to worship. The way to enter the holy ground of Lent is like this woman with a heart full of devotion for Jesus. Jesus.